Well, welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, hope you're having a good week. How are you doing, Barry? I'm doing well, my brother. The sun is shining in Canada, so as the sun goes, we go here. <laughs> That's good. Well, the sun is shining here and we're having a, a mini heat wave, which is uh, very enjoyable. <laughs> When you, okay, when you say heat wave, how, how hot are you talking? Well, they reckon on Friday it could get to 30, 32 degrees, which is pretty okay. cool by your standards. And, and now when you say that, you don't use the Humidex, right? You did, you, it's the real... That's, that's a straight out-of-the-box temperature. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, uh, we always add the, cause we add the, the humidity, we factor into it, but yeah. anyway... Yeah, today's like, a hot. We're, we've got a heat wave going on right now. Yeah, it's, it's like in the winter you like to add the uh, the wind chill factor to your to make your cold spells feel even more sort of cold. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, we're we're all for drama. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah, good. So um, we just give a, a couple of heads up about the, the dates over the next few weeks and months. Um, next week I'm in Switzerland. Um, and Barry's away somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at the teaching the leaders' school in Toronto, yeah. school of ministry. Excellent. So next week there won't be um, a webcast, uh, but the week after there will be. So two weeks today there'll be a webcast. We'll both be back on, and that will be the last one for the summer before the summer break, and then we'll kick off again. Um, so two weeks time we'll, we'll do one, and then. You won't see us back until the 7th of September um, when we'll be kicking off for the start of our 13th year of doing the webcasts. So this is coming towards the end of our 12th year. Um, so, yeah, good. And, I, and, and just, just to complicate things even more, in January, we'll be going into our 14th calendar year. Yeah, Barry likes this one. He likes this confusion. Mark <laughs> and I were talking about, because I, I was getting confused if we're in our 13th year, or, but we're actually finishing our 12th, going into our 13th, but calendar year-wise, January will be our 14th. Yeah. <laughs> and if that hasn't confused you, well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, you may have noticed in the comments that Norman has put a comment on saying sunburn after yesterday with you, Mark. Well, Norman and I went out. Norman has a little Mazda MX-5 sports car. And yesterday he took me out around the Welsh mountains, around the Welsh hills. And we spent a day driving in beautiful scenery, beautiful weather and just had a great time together so i'm i'm not too bad actually norman not too much sunburn for me <laughs> but it was a great day loved it um so thank you for that two-seater sports car and uh, just has a good throaty noise as you roll it around the, the corners and the hills and everything not roll it literally but you know you know <laughs> quickly clarify that <laughs> so how far is it to wales then well, it's about, um, okay, so Norman and Johanna live kind of just inside of England, um, so not too far away from the Welsh border. So their place is two and a quarter hours from here. And then, um, you yeah, know, maybe 10 minutes and you cross the Welsh border. But to get into the hills, oh. probably half an hour, three quarters of an hour, and you're, and you're in the beautiful scenery. And it's just, wow. and yesterday, of course, it was just the day for it. Stunning. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, all good, all good, good, good fun day out. Awesome, boys with their toys. <laughs> so yeah, good. So um, oh, who's that? Sebastian's put um, the name of the longest place name in uh, Wales, which is on actually on Anglesey, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, Sebastian. <laughs> um, wow. And uh, the car, yeah, Norman says it's seven miles to the Welsh border from him. The car is known as the Miata or Miata in Canada. So if you've seen one of those, yes. Barry, that's what I was running around in yesterday. Yes, that is a fun car. Yes. So we had a lot of fun yeah. doing that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, good. So, um, do you want to kick us off praying for us, Barry? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. This is, uh, I think this is a new message for you, right? Well, it's, you yeah, it's kind of um, based on some of my comfort teaching, but yeah. kind of hopefully um, kind of make it a bit more practical with um, coming out of COVID and how we're all struggling, feeling, thinking, reacting. Mm. Um, so a little bit new, a little bit old, you know, so yeah. we'll, see where, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> That's good. All right, let me pray. Thank you, my brother. Father, we, Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you that, um, that the, even this last two and a half years didn't take you by surprise. You're not wringing, wringing your hands and in, in anxiety yourself. And there's your God of peace and love and comfort. And as Mark shares tonight about just the, uh, just even reflecting on on the last two and a half years and whatever. He's going to share that um, now you are the God that restores the wasted years and things that we feel that we've lost that that you can restore and in just a way that only you can do that. And so we just pray for our hearts tonight mm -hmm. that we have open hearts to receive what you are wanting to just deposit in us through Mark and pray a blessing on Mark and clarity for what he wants to share in Jesus mm -hmm. name. Amen. Thank Amen. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. And I'll grab you back when I run out. <laughs> So see you in a bit. So yeah, um, as Barry is saying, it's kind of a, a bit of a reflection on the last two years, and I don't know. I I don't know if you're like me, but it's it's like um, you kind of talk to people and you say, "Oh, when did we last do that?" And you think, "Well, it must have been about a year ago," and then you suddenly realise, "Well, actually, it was three years ago because." <laughs> Two years seem to have dropped out of our, our, our sort of calendar of events. And you think, when did, you know, it's like yesterday when I was talking to Norman, you know, when did I last go and see them and go for a drive in the car? And you, you kind of think, well, it was, it was a couple of years ago, maybe. Well, it, it, it was probably three years ago because, you know, we, we've not lost these last two years, but we haven't been doing so much. And, um, you kind of look back and you think, no, 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 that wasn't a year ago. That was two, three years ago. And I, I think I, I've been talking to a lot of people over the last while. And um, it's, it's like people are just beginning to really kind of um, realize, if you like, the effect of these last two years of, of COVID. Um, and restrictions and lockdown and and so on and in many ways it's only just now that we're realizing what we've lost and 
I think that's that's the case not for all of us I think that's the case for many of us is that we're just beginning to realize what we've lost we you know as, as lockdowns and restrictions happened it's it's like we knew we'd lost our freedom but we were prepared to do that because we were going to fight this virus we were going to you know pull together as a community and you know we were going to yep yeah, we were going to make a sacrifice um, but obviously that went on perhaps a bit longer than most of us thought and we get to the end of it and we breathe a sigh of relief and we carry on with life and suddenly you kind of realize things are not quite the same and when we when, I, when we talk about these things that we've lost they they have an impact or an effect on us and you know maybe at the time we were we, we were prepared to let some things go we were prepared you know we knew things weren't going to be the same but i'm kind of talking to people and we're coming out of this this season and i'm realizing that actually these we've we've all lost things and that those losses may be big may be small but each one of them is a loss and um i'm just kind of realizing that these losses have actually um affected us and they've affected our hearts and you know i i feel like you know as barry said in his prayer it's like it didn't take the father by surprise but maybe it took us by surprise and maybe the sort of long, longevity of it has, 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 has hit us more than we expected and and um, then of course over in Europe and particularly in some of the countries like Poland and Estonia and Latvia you know the, the, this, this war in Ukraine is, is a very very serious thing and again it's impacting on people's lives and people are losing freedom people are losing um you know that just the sort of security that we built up in in this day and age and so really i just want to take a little bit of time today to ask that question what have we lost and in some ways it it may not necessarily be a loss um i mean for us for example it, it was we, there were real losses um i mean you know for for example just before lockdown started our second grandson was born like literally the week before travel was was stopped and and everything else and so we we managed to visit him in the week before lockdown but we we then didn't see our grandson for for several months and of course you know when they change a lot you know babies change a lot and so for us that was that was a real loss you know I, the first year of lockdown I, I was still working in the office and uh whilst in some ways it was more peaceful because we didn't have a lot of clients coming in you know we, we had to make adjustments we had to um we had to put up certain you know, there were just lots of different adjustments we had to make in the way we we ran the office and suddenly you realize that the 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 very friendly open atmosphere that you've created over many many years you've lost it and you've become much more regimented and much more sort of legalistic and you know you're checking everything and making you know you know you, you all know what i've been through we've, we've been through and you know what what is meant but that that again was in a sense it it, it it was a real loss 
but it's kind of one of those losses that sneaks up on you because it, it, you're just making adjustments to the way you have to work and you don't actually realise at the time in, in making those adjustments you've actually lost something. And, you know, I, I use those, those two illustrations because I think that's, in a sense, the, the subtle power of the loss that we've experienced. It's like we've had to make adjustments, we've had to make changes, and they've been necessary and, and probably, you know, they've been good in, in the long run maybe. But in making those changes, in making those adjustments, it's caused us to suffer um, a loss. Now, we, we might have been able to cope with that loss, and that's fine. Um, you know, uh, I think, you, you know, we've all had, um, I mean, for my mum, my mum's my very elderly. Um, she lives on her own, and she lives in the same town as us. And we would always pop down and see her regularly and just check check out, see how she's doing and so on. And she would come round to us, and, and she would go to church and all sorts of things. But... You know, suddenly, because we wanted to make sure that, you know, she was safe, um, we couldn't go and see her so much. So, you know, you rely on phone calls and, and standing at the end of the garden and shouting through the windows and all that sort of thing. You know, and that's a loss. That's a loss. And, um, you know, many, many people have, have probably known loved ones or friends um, who've not only been seriously ill, but will have passed away. And, of course, that's a huge loss. Um, and uh, over the last two years the grieving process for, the, for those losses has been so different um, we had a, a dear family friend um, who died uh, pretty much towards the beginning of uh, lockdown in 2020 she, did, she didn't die from Covid she was suffering from something else she was quite elderly um, but she she was a, a very popular, very friendly person. She'd really been part of our family for many, many years. She was my mum's best friend and and so on. And, you know, when she, when she passed away, we could only have a very small funeral. Um, we, we couldn't have the Thanksgiving ceremony that she wanted to have and planned. And, um, you know, so even though we were we as close family members we were able to grieve and mourn and we were able to be at her funeral there were a lot of people who, who weren't able to do that and and so you know there's 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 all these different losses and and of course we we grade them don't we you know um, and i've just done that in in, in talking about losses you you, you 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 grade them with the the very serious and, and deep losses of, of losing someone you love and then perhaps at the other end of the scale you know it's just making adjustments in the office <laughs> but it, there's still losses and the thing that I think we have to face um, in our own hearts is that every loss is a loss and how are we going to cope with that loss and you know I'm talking about loss but not only have we faced loss, but we face challenge. And sometimes we face challenges that have not been wanted. <laughs> we face challenges we, we, we could have done without. And, um, you know, those challenges take something out of us. They drain us emotionally. They exhaust us. They, they stretch us. They cause us to find different resources and, you know, dig deep inside of us and so on and so forth. And, 
And so it's, it's not just loss that we've experienced, it's unexpected, unwanted challenges that have um, you know, probably rocked many of us. And so I, I guess that at the beginning I, I, I want to ask you a question or, or, or ask a question for you to consider. You know, what has been the single biggest loss or the single biggest challenge that you faced? What have been the unexpected or unwanted struggles or challenges? And how have they affected your heart? Because that's what the Father's concerned with. He's concerned with our heart. You know, we, we've been through... Um, We've been through a, a season of shaking and, and, and the reality is things are still being shaken. You know, the world is, you know, you come out of COVID and then there's a war going on in Europe. And it's kind of like two things you never expected to see in your lifetime have happened back to back. And we're, we're living in this in incredible time in history where so much is being shaken all at the same time and you know how do we respond to that season of shaking how how does our heart respond to that because you know it's very easy to allow all these pressures to cause something inside of our heart to to die or we bury the struggles because we don't want to face them, we don't want to cope with them. We bury the struggles, we bury the disappointment, we bury the the grief. And whenever you do that, it stays in your heart and it festers. And it causes part of your heart to be closed and shut down. And you know that's that's what the enemy wants is through this season of shaking and disruption the enemy wants us to close our hearts or, or for part of our hearts to shut down and of course the father doesn't you know he wants our hearts to be fully alive he wants us to be living in the goodness of his life flowing in us and through us and the enemy wants to rob and steal something from us and it's very very subtle the way that can happen and through these losses and disappointments um, through the shaking um, something can be stolen from our heart and what I what I hope I can do this evening is to bring hope that although there's there's been disappointment or there's been loss although there's been grief there is hope there is hope um, at the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, in Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist is describing the coming of Jesus. And he, he says, you know, of Jesus, Jesus is coming to separate. He's, he's coming to gather the wheat into the harvest. And he will separate the wheat from the chaff, from the rubbish. And he will burn the rubbish and you know what's what what John the Baptist is saying is is that Jesus is coming and he's going to separate what is what is real what is authentic from all of the things that are, are false pretenses and part of what i think is happening in our hearts um at the moment is this shaking 
is touching not only the losses and the disappointments that we've, we've suffered and we've experienced and which have been very very real but this this shaking is also um, it's it's also just shaking those things that we've created in our life that are you know false pretenses or or, or other things and it's it's a season where the the real wheat, if you like, the holy, what is holy is being gathered and other things are falling away. You know, the wood, hay and stubble, it's all falling away. It's, it always happens in a time of, of shaking, in a season of, of change, is the wood, hay and stubble fall away and the gold remains. And even the gold is refined by the fire. <laughs> Which, you know, it's, it's the gold, the good, is made even better. It's made even more pure by the refining process that we often go through in this, this season of change. And so I, 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 just want, I, want to, I, I just want to invite you to take time. And a little bit later on, we'll just have a, have a moment where we can pause and just pray and, and just ask the Father to help us with this. But... I want you just to take time to ask the question, what have been the losses, what have been the disappointments, what have been the, the things that have been shaken? Because, you know, those things have been very real for, I think, many, many of us. And, you know, my, 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 my follow-on question would be, well, how have we responded to those things? Um, how have we responded? Because it's so easy to bury and push them down into our heart whereas the father wants us to bring them to him and say this is this is what i've been through father this is the struggle this is the disappointment i need your help you know and of course he is with us and he walks with us and um he's always there for us but sometimes in this the season of shaking sometimes in the season of pressure it's easy to default back into the, letting it become a struggle and the father just wants to say to us hey i'm with you I've been with you, I am with you, I will always be with you. You see, the, when we go through a, a time of change like we've, we've been through, it, it very often causes the foundation of our, our life to be, be rocked. And that's when we really can see where we've been building our life. You know, Jesus told the story of the man who built his house on the sand. And when the storm came, the house fell down. But the other guy built his house on the rock. And when the storm came, the house stood. And, you know, I guess that's a very black and white picture, isn't it? You know, you're, you're either one thing or the other. Uh, I guess for some of us, you know, it's a, it's, 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 it's a combination of both, isn't it? You know, maybe maybe part of our life has been built on sand and that gets shaken away. But, you know, hopefully there's a good solid core that is built on the rock and that can withstand the, the, the change, can withstand the shaking. But my, the question I really want us to kind of look at tonight together is, is what is the effect of this, this loss, this um, disappointment? And as I say, we, we, we tend to grade those, you know, the very serious deep losses of when we lose someone who's been close and we've loved 
and down at the other end of the scale the adjustments and small disappointments of life and so on you know things that are annoying but they're not the end of the world <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like what we can do is um sometimes we can focus on the the big disappointments because they're so they're so big they're so painful they they touch every part of our life and we can kind of ignore those smaller ones because you know they you know, we, we, we try and compare them and say, well, that's, that's not so important. But actually, those small losses, or apparently small losses, they are still a loss. And, you know, even if we bury those small ones in our heart and try and deal with some of the bigger ones, we've, we've still got things pushed down in our heart that, um, you know, can, can, can fester and, 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 um, just create that that closure that closed heart within us and the the thing that i've realized over the last while and i i i've seen this as i've been talking to people over the last few months is is that every loss is a loss disappointment is a loss you know and i'm i'm trying to encourage people to um to acknowledge that that every loss is a loss and whenever we've experienced loss we need to um, we need to allow our heart to deal with that loss and to respond to it rather than to to push it down I mean you, you might think this is extreme but but I really believe this is the case every loss is actually a trauma and again you know you can put those on a scale but every Every loss is, is traumatic because it's, it's maybe not something we wanted. It's maybe not something we expected. It's maybe not something we welcomed. And it, it, it's trauma. And we all react to trauma in different ways. Um, you know, uh, and of course, we react to, to trauma differently depending on what, what that trauma is and, and how traumatic it is on, on our own scale. Um, we create a scale. I've noticed this with people. They, they, they create a scale of trauma, um, and um, what, what I've noticed is um, we all do that differently. So, what for somebody is is quite traumatic might be for me only partially or, or, or minimally traumatic. What is you know, very traumatic for me might not be so traumatic for somebody else. You see, because we we kind of have this way that we, we can cope with things and we measure things, but at the end of the day, it's still trauma. And we might try and cope, we might try and fight our way through it, we might even pretend that it's never happened. <laughs> and if we don't deal with that trauma, we will carry it. And it has the uh, tendency, if we carry trauma in our hearts, it has the tendency to grow and be added to other traumas, get added to it. And it, it's, it's like this, this trauma within us grows and it becomes like um, a heavy weight that settles at the bottom of our heart. And the only answer for that trauma, the only answer for dealing with all of these losses and disappointments and shaking that we've experienced and are still 
experiencing. The only answer for all of those things is for us to allow our heart to be comforted by the Father's love. Because comfort is that deep expression of love that reaches right into the depths of our heart and brings relief from all of the pain and all of the distress and all of the affliction that we've experienced because of that trauma, because of that disappointment, because of that loss, because of that that, seeking, that season of shaking. And so the only answer for us is to allow our heart to be comforted. And so, you know, as I'm talking, you might feel like there's that weight in your heart. Just maybe it's made up of lots of different, small disappointments, losses, challenges. Lots of different small things that have been fired at you over the last two years that have taken, um, taken root in your heart. For some people, those, those things will be bigger. They'll, they'll be more acute. They'll be more devastating. And you know there's that weight in your heart. And the answer to that weight is to be comforted. And to receive more comfort than the trauma that you've experienced. So that the comforting love of the Father goes down the side of that container of our heart, goes underneath that weight of trauma, that weight of loss, that weight of disappointment, and it gradually lifts it up and eventually it floats it away and you know that your heart is free. And when your heart is free, your heart is open. With that weight inside of us, part of our heart is closed. And so all of these challenges that we've faced over the, the last couple of years, not all have been caused by COVID, but all of these challenges, all of these disappointments, all of the shaking that we've been going through, you know, for some of you it will be one or two large critical events or occurrences that have been those major losses. For many, many other people it's just been a constant exhausting um, just draining of life <laughs> you know another challenge to make oh I just thought I got through everything now I've got this to do oh how am I going to do it? you know and it's like oh another thing and oh I thought I was I thought I could enjoy a few weeks of peace and suddenly it's like oh the car's broken down <laughs> and you think oh no and it's just like it's just another disappointment which again is a loss you see and you know I, I've spoken to people recently and they were just saying oh it's just been one thing after another you know we've had two years of covid and restriction and loss and then then the car breaks down and then this happens and then that happens and then you know it's like is there no end <laughs> and all of these things affect our heart you know it might be those few big things or it might be the constant drip 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 but they affect our heart and the father wants our heart to be free he wants us to bring our hearts to him and allow him to comfort us with his love so that that weight of disappointment that weight of loss that weight of struggle can all be washed away and now we all respond to these things totally differently. But however we respond to them, they are still a loss. They are still trauma. And we need to be able to go through that process of mourning 
and instead of holding those losses, holding those disappointments in our heart, is to bring them to the Father and say, here's my heart. Father, I bring it to you. Here's my heart. Will you do something? See, we, 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 we can lose our job, our possessions, our home, our income, our friends, our pets, our church. You know, we can, we can have the painful loss of, of a loved one. And, you know, this loss, it, it sneaks up. It's always unannounced. It's, it's always significant. Every loss is significant. You know, wherever you put it on your, your scale, it's significant. It's a loss. And it can affect us. And we need to allow ourselves to mourn those losses. Because mourning is part of the grieving process. And it's part of the letting go. And saying, yeah, I've lost things. Things have happened. There's been disappointments. But I don't want to hang on to those. I want to let them go. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn. And mourning, I believe, is the process of walking through the grief. Grief is the emotion of the loss, and mourning is the process of walking through that, that loss. And there will come a point in time when you get to the end of the mourning process. And that is different for all of us. It's a different process that we go through. It's a different length of time. It's a different intensity. And, you know, the, there may be some people with very similar situations who can walk through the period of mourning very quickly. And there may be others that it's months, maybe even years. And I want to say to you, that's okay. There's no rule book. There's no instruction manual, um, you know, we, we mourn for as long as we need to mourn. And don't let anybody tell you that you should get over it and be through it. Because that might be how they deal with it. And, but it's not how you deal with it. And how you deal with it, how you walk through that process of mourning is your journey. And it's, it doesn't matter. I know we all want it to be quick. <laughs> we all want it to be over by tomorrow. But the reality is sometimes it's not like that. And we have to go through the process at the speed that we go through it, not at the speed someone else thinks we, we should go through it. So, you know, we mourn in different ways, we grieve in different ways, we react to loss in different ways, but at the end of the day, it's comfort. It's the Father's comforting love that is the answer to all of our losses, all of our grief, all of our uh, the wounds and struggles that we felt and you know it's I don't I, uh, I'm just seeing as I talk to more and more people uh, in, in recent weeks and recent months is it's now that people are beginning to say oh you know I've lost something I'm struggling I struggled um, and it's, it's, it's now that people are just beginning to recognise that there's been loss, there's been disappointment and maybe they're recognising that now the sort of constant fight of 
of of restrictions and lockdown and you know the challenges of here we go again you know you know la di da di da you know we kind of we're, most of us are kind of at the end of that process and now maybe people are saying okay now I'm realizing my heart has been affected how's my heart been affected and I'm finding as I, I talk to people it's it's kind of like people are becoming more aware of it now it's it's like the pressure of is off but people are now saying my heart's been affected and my encouragement to them is to just is very simple is just to bring their heart to the father and say father will you comfort me in my loss will you comfort me with my disappointment and i think the first thing we have to do is we have to recognize that we've lost something so we've lost something and that loss is real and it's affected us that disappointment is a loss and it's real grief is a loss and it's real and my encouragement is to people as they, they come to me you know in this season and say you know I hadn't realized how much my heart was affected my my response is to say well why don't you just spend some time quietly with the father and allow him to comfort you allow him to pour his comforting love in your heart you see i think one of the things that's happened over the last two years is there's been an increase of fear in people's lives you know people have been um shocked to the core and there's been so much change that if if we're not rooted and grounded in love then what will happen is fear will take a hold of us and fear will begin to grow in our lives and fear will fear paralyzes fear always paralyzes and you know what what i'm trying to encourage people to do is say hey 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 guys you're part of a kingdom that's a kingdom of love you know we're not we're not slaves to fear we we're not in bondage to fear perfect love casts out all fear and so my encouragement is hey hey guys yes there's a lot of fear in the world but we are not a people of fear we are sons and daughters and we have a, a good good father we have a father who just happens to be almighty god you know we have a father who knows what we need we have a father who's in control we have a father who's carrying us underneath our lives are his everlasting arms you know he is this, that that same picture of that same tender picture you know underneath are his everlasting arms he is the god who rides on the clouds in majesty his arm is strong he's he's a powerful and mighty god but he just happens to be at that and so my encouragement is hey yes it's been a challenging time <laughs> and it's been a difficult season and i want to just encourage us to bring our hearts to the father and say father yeah there's been real loss there's been real disappointment uh but i want to let it go I see there's there's a, there's a question uh what does mourning look like practically well I think mourning is very difficult dif- different for each of us um I think yeah we we respond differently some people process it on on their own and just in the quietness of their own room and and that's absolutely okay that's absolutely okay some some people they like to get with 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 friends and just just talk it out and that's okay you know i think we have to find a way of mourning that we are comfortable with that is is as is us um but i i think the important thing is however we 
however we we walk through that 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 period of mourning is to um, is to take time you know whether you take time to be with other people to talk it out or whether you take time to be on your own and and I know for some of us that's that's a challenge because we've got families and we've got work and and so on but I would encourage you to find a time to find a place that you can just say father here's my heart and just sit with that until you know that you're comforted um, you know it's not there's no formula it's the pathway that the father leads us is is a different pathway for each one of us but we live we are rooted in a kingdom of love and you know I just encourage you to allow his everlasting arms to hold you in that place of love and comfort and to allow him to pour his comforting love into your heart one of the things I do when I and one of the things I've done over the last few months is to read some of those scriptures that really talk about who I am you see the, the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy and you know he's been having a bit of a field day over the last couple of years with, with what he's been throwing at us and you know that's affected us all in, in different ways but one of the things I've done is I've gone back to some of the scriptures that really talk about who I am so I would encourage you and these are just a few you know I would encourage you to look at things like the first couple of chapters of Ephesians you know it, it, Ephesians starts off that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ and then it lists about 14 or 15 um, different blessings that are ours because we're in Christ. And, you know, I've gone back to that, that chapter in the beginning of the first couple of chapters in Ephesians. And I've read those through and, and I, you know, they've become like a declaration of praise. Father, I thank you for these blessings that are mine. This is who I am. And, and I would just encourage, that's one thing. The, the other passage is in Colossians chapter 2. Uh, verses 6 to 17 it's it's a it's a passage about who we are you know what our true identity is romans chapter 8 you know again it's another tremendous passage about who we are and of course there's loads of the psalms um that talk about you know people being shaken but yet finding their place of um strength and their place of security with the lord and so I would encourage you, you know, as part of this process of, of, of walking and, and letting things go, is just to get a hold of some of the scriptures that really talk about who we are and the truth of who we are, the truth of our identity as sons and daughters. Because that feeds our spirit and it starts to, to challenge the lie that Satan is constantly throwing at us, you know, where he's coming to steal our life. And so you know i would just encourage you to take that time to, to to ask the question what have i lost what have been my challenges what have been my struggles you know and just to bring them you know almost sort of say father here they are just hold your hand out in front of the father and say father here are my challenges here are my losses here is my grief will you come and comfort my heart and barry I, i'm just going to invite you to come back barry and then we just want to pray for you guys just for um just for a, an outpouring of comfort an outpouring of um you know just as we we hold these losses before him
that his comforting love would come and come and help us. So, mate, do you want to say anything? My brother, you did a, a a good job of that. <clears throat> I I agree with everything you said. I um I think the the whole idea of of terms with what we've lost is it's something that um yeah I mean I think grieving is important. Uh, it's part of the human condition, and uh, we need to know that it's safe to do that. I, I think oftentimes in even in general we can. Um, somebody's having a, a rough time, or, or you know, they're mourning, or they're 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 dealing with something. You know, the, the most natural thing in the world is to try to pull them out of it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like it's like stop grieving and you know, like move on or give a, a Bible verse, and sometimes that is helpful. Yeah, but I think it is. It's it's very much we just are quiet and we sit with them and. And allow that to happen. And I think what you're saying today is, I think the Father wants us to have space to to do that, right? Sure. So let's let's just pray for folks, shall we, Barry, and just ask him to do that. Yeah. So um, just put a bit. I would just encourage you to. Maybe even just hold your hands out, you know, and say, Father, here are the challenges, here are the losses. Here's what I've been through. Just bring it before the Father now. He knows, you know, and his heart of love is is for us. And so maybe it was just clear to you as I was speaking what some of those losses, challenges, disappointments have been. Maybe the Holy Spirit's revealing them to you now, but just I just encourage you to bring them to the Father and say, Father, this is this is where I'm at. <laughs> and just give them to him with an open hand. Yeah. And Father, I thank you that you you know all things. I thank you, Father, that you haven't been caught out in any way by what's happened over the last couple of years. You've not been caught out in any way by what's happening at the moment and you are still the same yesterday, today and forever you're the same and your word says that we are loved with an everlasting eternal love and that hasn't changed that is still true for each one of us today and so Father I just um I just ask you to come with your comforting love. That whatever trauma, whatever loss we've experienced, wherever we've graded it on our own scale, (laughs) Father, may we just pause and recognize that that's a loss. May we we recognize it's trauma. And Father, I just ask that your comforting love would come to each of my brothers and sisters and you would pour that comforting love into our hearts right now. And your comfort would begin to bring relief from the distress and the affliction that we've suffered and are suffering even tonight. Mm -hmm. Father, that your comforting love would take away those blockages in our hearts. 
Father, your comforting love would deal with those things that have begun to sort of settle and fester and take root. And Father, by the power of your Spirit, by the power of your love, you would uproot those wrong roots today and cause all that pain and affliction and distress to be cast out of our hearts. And Father, as your comforting love comes into our heart, I pray we would know and we would experience that sense of, of stillness, that sense of rest, that sense of peace. Almost that sense of quiet enjoyment where we can begin to laugh at our enemies. Where we can begin to laugh at those things that have tried to steal our life away. So Father, I just ask that your comforting love would come and transform many, many hearts. And that we would begin to experience that freedom as our hearts are once more set free and opened up. Father, I pray for those particularly who are mourning and grieving the loss of, of a loved one. I pray, Father, that you would be the Father of all comfort, who comforts them in all of their trouble. Father, I pray that in, in all of the questions they may be facing and, and, and asking and struggling with, that in the midst of all that, they would find you. And they would find that you truly are there, there for them, that your everlasting arms are truly underneath there, holding them and carrying them. I thank you that you are the Father of all comfort. And I just ask, Father, you would go on comforting us. That maybe over the next few days we would begin to recognise these losses. What have we lost? Yes. Oh yes, we recognise it as a loss and we give it away. We give it back to you. We let it go. We don't want to carry these things in our heart, Father. We want to be free. Thank you, Father. Father, as we just uh, continue to, to reflect on just the last, not only the last two and a half years, but maybe some of us have just not even given ourselves permission to, mm. yeah, just be able to reflect on what we have lost in our life. Yeah. We thank you, Father, that you are a God who restores the wasted years. Yeah. And Father, I just ask that... Um, yeah, that even in the area of regret, if there's anybody that has regret, that you would just come and meet them where they're at. And mm -hmm. just, um, yeah, things that we can't change from the past, decisions we've made. Father, I just pray that your love would come and yeah. healing and restoration would come. Yeah. And Father, as we are in this place, and you know, some of us may not be feeling too too settled yet, even not only in our present, but the future. Um, I just think yeah. of the words that Jesus said to his disciples, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Yeah. 
Father, even in the midst of the uncertainties of the present or the future, that we could trust you to be a provider and our protector, and that you'll look after us, you'll keep carrying us all the days of our life. Mm. Well, yeah. you're so much bigger than our circumstances and the, even the trials of this world. And so, Father, even now, help us to cast every care onto your strong shoulders because you care for us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Father. Yeah. I just encourage you to go on being comforted. Just allow yourselves to be comforted. Give yourselves permission. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks, eh, Barry? Yes, and I just want, can I just stretch your virtual hands to Mark? I just want to encourage you to Let's just pray for my brother as he goes to Switzerland. Father, we thank you for mm. traveling mercy. Thank you for your son who is willing to go to the nations and just declare your goodness. And we just pray for open hearts along mm. the way, and for much fruitfulness, and, and just joy for yeah. Fiona at home, and just joy for Mark, and uh, upgrades, and mm. all the wonderful things along the way, <laughs> Father, to travel. Yeah, just because yeah. you know, you know how that can help us along the way. Indeed. So just bless the bless the people in Switzerland in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, my friend. We'll see you all in a couple of weeks. All right. Thank, thank you. Everybody. Yeah. Bye. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Yeah.